I was uh, talking, if you're a regular listener, you know this. I got into a rant uh, with myself that dealt with the uh, a variety of items on the election agenda. And one of them is the nonspecific, I have to say that, and non-platform item of the supposed concept of a tax on a capital gain that you might derive from selling your principal residence. This has been making the rounds. And Adam Vaughn, who's known well to Torontonians as the Liberal MP for Spadina, Fort York, got wind of what I'd been talking about, and uh, he's quite well-versed in the Liberal Party's, well, obviously the platform, but also the the national housing strategy. And his people got in touch with us about correcting me and uh, having that discussion, which I welcome, actually, in fact. And Adam Vaughn, who is an old radio panel pal of mine, colleague of mine, I might say, is in studio. Adam, welcome. Good day. Okay, so I, here's here's what got me going. Yep. Uh, not that you have it in the platform, you don't, it's and not. not that you've said that uh, it's going to be there because you haven't. Well, we'll get into that. Yep. But here's, here's what um, got me talking about it. In making the denials, the party put out at the highest levels, we're not planning to do a capital gains tax on the sale of your principal residence at 50%. Won't happen on any level. Okay, well, that's good to hear because what I said on the air, and I'm paraphrasing myself, is when they say they're not going to do a 50% capital gains tax, Polly Speak has taught me, and I've been in this game too, uh, that it might be 40, it might be 10, it might be 2, it might be... Tell me that it's going to be nothing. There will be no change to the current tax system, which your principal residence is exempt from a capital gains tax. That That is a good policy. It is the policy of the Liberal Party. It's the policy of the Government of Canada. There is no change contemplated, no change forecast, and it would be unwise to do it for a whole series of reasons in terms of the way it would hit vulnerable Canadians at a time when they may have to sell the house quickly because of a job relocation or a family breakup. Uh, tax policy should not make a bad situation worse. It's, it's a terrible idea. Where it came from... That's what it, I was going to ask you next. So, so I, I'm the Parliamentary Secretary for Housing. And right. I did a number of, of roundtables and, and, and stakeholder engagement panels across the country as part of our approach to the platform construction. And we were looking about housing affordability, in particular for first-time buyers, and we consulted with a wide range of people. There were some town halls held in Vancouver, Victoria, and, and there was another one in Toronto where an idea that's coming out of a, an organization called Generation Squeeze They were focusing in on how to get speculation out of the market because it's an inflationary pressure that first-time buyers have to come up with. And it was an idea that was expressed at a public town hall. And I simply reported back to caucus a full range of ideas that we had heard to to frame a debate uh, around housing affordability, in particular for first-time buyers. Uh, But it was not a policy proposal. It was simply a report back to caucus. Now, I wrote it down, and and, uh, we know how the Conservatives got a hold of it. They they went through our garbage cans after after we had the film. (laughs) We went through the garbage cans. The conservatives. Well, it's, it's look, it's clever sort of you know frat school sort of uh, frat house kind of politics. But they, but they went through it and they found a crumpled up copy of it, which they then photocopied and highlighted the idea. But the idea, if you read the full sentence, says an idea we heard at a public town hall was dot 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 one of several ideas. Well, look, I, at I can I'm, assure you, it was denied in June when the Sun first reported it. It's been denied when Andrew Shear released it on his letterhead. It's been denied six times in the campaign when they've when they've tried to do ads. They almost launched a website and that was called down. Because because it's such a blatant lie, and the media have completely dismissed it. And the Prime Minister, the Minister of Housing, myself, we've all released statements on this. This is not a plan, it's not a policy, but it's being circulated. And it's unfortunate that, that, that the Conservatives 
think they can deliberately mislead you, lie well, about well, a policy, I, I gotta, but they I are, they are deliberately there, misleading I, I, and lying about this because it's not true. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, but, you know, fair is fair. I, I'm not going to challenge you. If you say that and you've been categorical on it, I accept you at your word, and it's the reason why when your campaign reached out and said, hey, we want to correct this, I said, well, by all means, let them come in. But uh, this is uh, a, hard, a hot and heavy election. A lot of people, and I'm not asking you because I think at this stage you're fighting for the majority liberal government that you want, I, a lot of people are saying we're looking at a minority of some stripe. Uh, and so it, every single vote counts, and everything that is thrown out there by one candidate or the other, one party or the other, is grabbed onto. And if uh, we watched I, the I debate no last night, we watched the debate la, yeah. uh, earlier in the week in English, um, Trudeau keeps saying uh, $50,000 for everybody uh, at a high level of business. That's what you're going to do, Andrew Shear. And Andrew Shear says, I'm not doing anything of the sort. So we've got uh, quid pro quos on all levels. I have no problem people people attacking platform positions. That's, that's good debate, and that's exactly what elections are for. Uh, but check the platform. Don't make stuff up and, and then say that's the secret agenda. I, I think that's wrong. When, when you've got a track record of, of doing something, I think, I think you can be judged on that track record. We have never proposed this idea. We, we, we consulted. It was expressed to us, but we never went forward with it beyond Ontario Caucus because I, I don't support it. I didn't, I didn't endorse it to Ontario Caucus. I simply provided context for the, for, for the full range of ideas that are circulating around how to make housing affordability because the focus here is not on what we didn't do. It's on what we need to do. And on that, we have good, strong policies around shared equity mortgage agreements around allowing people to use more of their RSPs to purchase homes, around a speculation tax on foreign capital in the resale market. These are concrete measures we've taken, real policy positions we've put out in front of people. That's what we should be assessed upon, not about some sort of scare tactic sent around by the Conservatives who have been told repeatedly it's not true and insist on, on, on deliber- deliberately dis- distributing a, a mistruth. Okay, so unaccustomed as I am to supporting liberal positions, I have to say, because you've taken the time to come in here and correct a situation that has been circulating out there, under no circumstances is that being considered, not now, not ever, by the Liberal government, at least in the next four years, if indeed you have... Ever. If you're holding it's that... It's a bad idea. It's. I think it's a bad idea, but I mean, a lot of people have talked about it, so I'm, I'm not going to make you deny it again. It's almost I'm, as bad an idea as it is at re- removing the stress test and bringing risky debt into the housing market. We've seen that, what that Conservative policy did uh, south of the border in 2008. Jim Flaherty made the right call when he introduced the stress test. Uh, the Conservative plan, which is which is simply that you borrow more money and ha- have riskier home ownership uh, introduced to the market, that not only has an inflationary pressure on the market, but it also introduced risks to the ho- housing market. And if you own a home right now, the Conservatives gambling with your equity is a really foolish well, housing policy. Now you're policy. campaigning, and I, I don't blame me for doing but I'm what attacking you're supposed a, to. But I'm attacking a real policy well, that the Conservatives have actually that. endorsed. Well, and you have a policy of continuing to do deficit financing yep. because you think that that's a good idea, especially now that we are dealing with a period of low as interest long as you rates. Get the debt but GDP ratio lower than any I other country. I you're saying, but you're setting an example at the same yeah. time as saying stress test uh, being relaxed is a bad idea because people are not as responsible Look, as they should be with money. Are you? Good, there's good debt and there's bad debt. There's debt that you incur as a family to buy a home, a mortgage. That's good debt. There's debt that some people incurred on their credit cards going out to nightclubs. That's risky debt and bad debt because it's high interest. Mm-hmm. I think our f- fiscal plan, which has been endorsed by economists right around the world, has has is has showing results. We've got the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years. We've lifted up close to 900,000 people out of poverty in the last four years, and we're growing the economy faster and stronger than any other government in the last 20 years. So I think there's some really good, strong policies there. Yes, is the debt growing? It is, but not in, per- in 
in, as a percentage of the gross domestic product. In fact, our GDP to debt ratio is lower than Stephen Harper because our investments have grown the economy. The investments, $55 billion in housing, $28 billion in transit. There is a solid investment in the infrastructure of this country where we also have a deficit to attend to. If we don't build the economy with infrastructure investments, this country will fall apart. The, the, the St. Lawrence Seaway was built at the same time as the Gardner Expressway. If they're closing the Gardner to fix it this weekend, what are we doing about the St. Lawrence Seaway, which is critical to so many local economies around the Great Lakes? You know, on, that, on that same point, you, you spent $4.5 billion of our investments. dollars on a pipeline that you can't execute at this point, this and where you don't have consensus on the part of the provinces. At this point, the, the investment is returning us $5 million profit a year, which is being invested right back into, into, into climate change strategies, right back into supporting some of those investments I'm talking about. You have to, when you deal with this, an economy as complex as Canada's, and, you, and you're moving towards a green, clean future, which is all of us have to do as, as climate change approaches, the investments we make have to have multiple impact and, and have, do much more than simply just solve the problem that looks like it's immediately in front of you. I'll give you an example. There's a, there's a park being built along the waterfront just a little bit to the east of here. It's a $1.1 billion investment. I steered it into the riding. But this, this new park, this naturalization of the Don, cleans the, the, the water from the Don River as it enters the lake before we have to drink it, restores natural habitat for, for, for migratory birds in particular, but it also flood protects the downtown core. So it's a billion-dollar investment, but it's a billion-dollar investment that has multiple effects across a whole series of platforms and policy areas where we need to make progress. This is the kind of debt that's good. But as I said, investing in, 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 in boutique tax credits so that, so that uh, um, you know, affluent people can, can get a tax break, but where low-income people don't get to profit, like the, the, the child tax benefit around, around sports, that policy I don't think is a good way of spending government money. I think that is, is not something which creates more kids playing sports. It just relieves the pressure on a few people who pay, happen to pay a, a lot of tax. It doesn't help people who are low-income trying to get their kids into a, into a soccer or a hockey program. Okay, running out of time, I have to ask you a more generalized question, um, but I think it's important that our listeners hear it. When you go out on the the door knocking circuit, on the campaign trail, meet people at uh, whatever kind of meet and greets you organize, what are the issues you're hearing as a downtown Toronto representative? What are the issues that are the hot button ones here? The one I hear the most is is the way Ford has targeted Toronto for cuts, legal aid and 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 public health, but also the cut to council, the the, the undermining of the TTC planning, um, the, the pitch that is that is having residents at the door is don't give Doug Ford a dance partner in Ottawa. Andrew Shearer is that dance partner, and it's closed with don't give Donald Trump a dance partner. Oh, you and I could have quite a time of That's it. That's my writing. No, and my I, writing I'm, I'm asking this, you a legitimate question. I'm taking the answer. My writing wants Toronto protected. It sees a federal government's investment in cities as part of the way to protect that, uh, and it sees that that. Keeping Shear out of out of uh, power in Ottawa, you do not want the a Doug Ford uh, Andrew Shear partnership well, uh, you, targeting Toronto. And I think I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take this and make it the last of it because we're out of time. But I think that that comparison is patently ridiculous. I think that you've got a situation where you had a, a guy voted in here, whether you like Doug Ford or not. I, was looking, was, I used to appear on this last time I was in the studio. I was on the air with him. I was looking under the desk to see if he was well, hiding. That's fine. Here. And we used to be on the <laughs> air in another studio on, as well. Where are you? The, 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 <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> the, the, the point with Doug Ford is Doug Ford, uh, people got tired of uh, building up progressive debt to the point where we owe more money than we can pay and are depriving ourselves of services that we want, not because Doug Ford Nobody. or anybody's taking no them away. Politician we're spending runs. over a billion dollars a month on interest, and we can have that debate, but we're going to have to have it another day. Not a problem. Good to see you again. Good to see you, Adam Vaughn, and uh, I'll say I wish you well. Thank you. All you right. Well. Adam Vaughn, the MP for uh, Spadina, Fort York, and 
running for re-election a week from Monday. I'm Peter Sherman. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.